Our next guest in studio, Deirdre Staunton, many of you will know her well. Uh, we, we know Deirdre previously from her sporting involvement. I know she's a very active and healthy person. Uh, and I said earlier, it is the 1st of November, and apart from anything else, it is the beginning of Lung Cancer Awareness Month. And Deirdre, you have lung cancer. Isn't that right? Good morning. Good morning um, to you. Yes, indeed. And thanks I... for joining us. I have lung cancer, I suppose. I'm at the face of lung cancer, uh, and which is different to, to what people might think the face of lung cancer is. Yeah. Very often people expect you to be attached to an oxygen cylinder and, you know, maybe with maybe even with a fag hanging out of your hand and being terribly unwell. But I'm living, I suppose, well, if you can call it that. I'll put that yeah. in inverted commas with lung cancer. And, and as I say, you're fit and healthy and you lead and have always led a very, very active lifestyle. Isn't that right? Yeah, absolutely. I would have been in and out of here with Francie over the yeah. years advertising Sligo Hospital Musical Society. But yes, I was, I was working full time, uh, busy family life, uh, loved to run and would have been running just the week before my diagnosis would have ran um, 8 to 10k, you know. And in fact, two days before my diagnosis, I would have climbed uh, a mountain range uh, out in Colray just two days yeah. before my diagnosis. Yeah. And and did you feel different? Was this, did you feel it was something not quite right, or how how did it yeah, first um, manifest itself? Yeah, that's the sort of question I I like to answer because I suppose being on the radio, I want to draw attention, and um, because a lot of people don't speak about lung cancer, and there's a bit of a stigma around it, so people don't realise that they might even have it or are at risk of it. So I suppose my symptoms began in the summer of 2000. We were in the the wave of the COVID pandemic. I worked in the hospital, was wearing masks all the time and then I recognised or realised that summer that I was more short of breath when I'd be out running. It was mostly when my my running was affected, my times were affected. I have asthma since I was a child and I was uh, using the inhaler a lot more than I normally would have. Um, so together with the shortness of breath and the sheer exhaustion, I had exhaustion like I'd never experienced. They were the first two symptoms I had. But because lung cancer can mimic other other conditions, you know, if you have an allergy or if you have a bad cold, you can't shift or maybe a history of pneumonia or now with long COVID, yeah, I was yeah, actually I putting down my symptoms to just progression of my asthma and perimenopause. I was yeah. 50 at the time and a lot of women put put any sort of symptom they have down to perimenopause. So I got on with those symptoms from the August of 2020 until February 2021 yeah. when my friends were fed up of me talking about being tired. The tiredness was the most thing. I was getting on with the shortness of breath with my inhalers. So I went to my GP and I told my GP all about the tiredness, which she did some bloods to investigate. And it was only when I was leaving the GP's office that I happened to mention that I was short of breath and I'd like to uh, like I'd like a review by the respiratory physician in the hospital. And that was why there was a chest X-ray ordered for me. It was a routine chest X-ray. Nobody yeah. thought there was anything sinister, and the chest X-ray was just kind of like a. Um, a baseline for the respiratory physician to view when I when I would get the appointment to see that that doctor. So on March nineteenth, two days after I had climbed a mountain, I went into Sligo University Hospital, and that would have been March nineteenth, two thousand and twenty-one. So yeah. over a year and a half ago, yeah. for a chest X-ray, and I came home with the diagnosis of lung cancer. You must be knocked absolutely sideways. Oh my that. gosh! And, yeah. and it's important, I think, yeah. in the context of what we're talking about in general. 
You were never a smoker? No, no. I was very fit, didn't smoke, didn't drink half enough, um, very healthy lifestyle. I was doing all the right things. And I never once thought it could be lung cancer. I mean, there isn't enough conversation around lung cancer and lung health. Um, Lung health is very much, you know, if somebody smokes people... I suppose a smoker doesn't want to maybe admit that if they have a new symptom yeah, and very often smokers don't seek help because they think their symptom, this persistent cough, is actually just a smoker's cough. But people need to realise that if your body just doesn't sit right with you, you have to get get, get somebody to see you, you know. Yeah. And there should be no stigma attached to, to this particular type of cancer, you know. Yeah, so it has no uh, connection at all with smoking or passive smoking, nothing like that Not at all. Not my cancer. Now, yeah. of course, smoking increases your risk of cancer and so do pollutants. But in my case, um, it was because I had a mutation on on my cells. So over the years, I suppose there's been advances advances in research and in science and they can now look for biomarkers um, when they do biopsies. So when I went to Galway the following month for my biopsies in the rapid uh, access clinic down in Galway, they did some biomarking testing and they're looking then for changes and mutations mutations on the tumour's DNA and in my case they found a mutation called EGFR and that particular mutation uh, responds pretty well to a a treatment called targeted therapy. So that's the therapy I'm on at the moment and will be on for the rest of my life and that's just a a tablet a day I can take it in the comfort of my own home and it just targets that mutation on the tumour cells and it keeps them at bay. Right, okay, and and you're feeling reasonably okay, are you? Feeling reasonably okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm feeling more than reasonably okay. Yeah, you know? okay. And what about the running and the active lifestyle and climbing mountains? Has that yeah, been put on hold for a while? I'm actually still very active. Okay. It's just that I, the exhaustion is, is you can't speak enough about the exhaustion, but um, I can do things earlier on in the day and I mightn't be able to run uh, five or ten kilometres now, but I could run a couple of hundred metres and I do. And I, I walk loads. I'd walk every day. I'd be out walking the roads five to seven kilometres every day. As I say, it's Lung Cancer Awareness Month uh, in November and you just wanted to highlight uh, the condition because it's not, I suppose there's a stigma, as you say, about lung cancer and the diagnosis of lung cancer and those who uh, get lung cancer, but you, you feel more awareness should be given to the condition and we should be talking about it. Yeah, I mean, there's no national screening programme in Ireland for lung cancer and lung cancer kills more people actually than breast cancer, uh, prostatic cancer and pancreatic cancer combined. So each year, more than 2,700 people get diagnosed with lung cancer and each year, more than 1,800 people die of lung cancer. That's the equivalent to four Boeing 747s you know, going down and killing all the passengers, it's a huge amount. Um, And it doesn't get the, I suppose, the PR that other cancers do. I never thought I had lung cancer and I delayed seeing a doctor because I wouldn't ever have imagined that somebody who didn't smoke and was active could get lung cancer. But yet, if I discovered a breast lump because of the the information that's out there about breast awareness and there's a national screening programme, I would have, if I had a breast lump for six months, I would have definitely been twice to the doctor about it. And the same thing with cervical symptoms, etc., But because there isn't enough conversation around lung cancer, lung cancer patients are turning up later for diagnosis and people don't realise that if you have lungs, you can get lung cancer. 
Yeah, so you're 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 as good as can be expected, as you say. I mean, going public on, on something which is a very personal issue, Deirdre, is that difficult for you to do, or is it something you? Yeah, you, no, it's something I can do now. Um, yeah. A year ago, I may not have been able to speak to you at such length without bursting into tears. I was a bit emotional. Yeah. But now I realise that I can live healthy. People can live healthy um, with lung cancer. And I'm very aware that there are so many people out there that will be experiencing symptoms like I had and they'll be putting it down to something else. Yeah. And if nothing else comes of any of the um, radio programmes that I'm doing this month, if, if nothing else apart from maybe one or two people go to see a doctor, um, then it would have been worth it. I want to prevent people going late. The earlier you're diagnosed, the better the outcome for you, you know. So if people are have symptoms that aren't going away and they're just wondering, God, could this be something else? I don't feel right. Go to your GP and don't be afraid to ask the question, you know, could this be lung cancer? You're also raising money uh, for the Irish lung cancer That's community. That's right. Yes, indeed. You're directing a play at the moment. Is that right, Deirdre? Yes. So the Irish lung cancer community um, is a is an organisation that was set up just in in over over a year ago. Um, they're a huge help. They're they're huge advocates for people with lung cancer, and they're a huge support network. You can find them in all the social handles, Irish lung cancer community. But um, because they're new and just establishing themselves now, they're in their infancy stage, and because they've helped me so much. I'm raising um, funds for them, if I can at all, through um, the arts, because as as you know, as we've discussed there, I, I've, I was an avid um, pantomime person in the yeah. past. So I'm actually delighted to be producing the Calendar Girls. Um, Call Your Drama Group will be, produ- will be involved and it's going to be in the Hawkswell at the end of January. All right, okay, which will raise money, as you say, for the Irish lung cancer yeah. community. Yeah. Right, okay. Well, you're certainly not you're certainly not slowing down in any shape or form, <laughs> uh, Deirdre. This person uh, texts in to say, Deirdre is one of the greatest people that I have ever met. Sligo University Hospital really misses her. <laughs> That's nice to hear. Um. Uh, do you know, I mean, there are very few people. Did, did you know of anybody with lung cancer, Deirdre? Were you aware of? No, I no. mean, I, I didn't know anybody who had lung cancer, would you believe? And I worked in the in the health service. Yeah. Um, now, I didn't work in the medical wards for, for a couple of decades, but I knew of all the other other cancers, I suppose. And yeah. I was, you're very aware of the cancers that are involved in, there's a national screening programme attached to. We're all very aware of cervical cancer, bowel cancer, breast cancer. So it's just that it wasn't, there was no conversation around lung cancer. So it never entered my head. And I knew nobody with lung cancer, you know. All right, okay. So as I say, you're, you're encouraging people to be aware if they experience any symptoms that you did uh, back in 2020, Go and get it checked out. Yeah, don't put it down to another condition. Oh, I'm post-COVID or I'm, for the women, I'm perimenopause. That's why I'm so tired and I have aches and pains and I have breathlessness. I mean, I was, I'm somebody that worked in the health service and I was daft enough to put it down to other other conditions. But that's because I wasn't aware. There was no, I suppose, lung cancer awareness as such. And that's what we're hoping to do with this month internationally yeah. is is draw awareness to lung cancer. All right. OK, this person says in relation to Deirdre Staunton, um, well, lots of lots of good wishes coming your way. Uh, Deirdre was always a leader and she's a leader again. <laughs> Uh, Deirdre Staunton, a true lady, uh, missed so much around Sligo University Hospital. Uh, please take care, says this person. And someone else says, Deirdre is wished 
all the best. Uh, she is one of the best life support instructors. She was great during the industrial action of the INMO in 2019. And this is from Martina Harkin Kelly, former president of the INMO. She wants to wish you very every health and happiness from her many nursing and midwifery colleagues. She's a great ambassador and role model. Uh, been missed and hope she's been looked after by the HSC uh, as the fundraisers um, for she's been part of the fundraiser for so many years as part of the social club so lots of good wishes coming your way but you're, Thank you. You, you know that anyway Deirdre, Oh yes, I can you, feel it all the time yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it's great